This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. We went through the art of war. Uh, last couple of times I spoke, we looked at knowing yourself, knowing your enemy, and knowing your terrain. This last part of this is the refuge. This is your safe haven. This is where you go whenever you get drained. This is where you go to get ready for the next battle. Without a place of refuge, more than likely you're not going to survive the next battle. As Christians, we face challenges day in and day out. But as we grow, it seems like those challenges get harder and harder. And I, I believe that's, that's part of growing in, in, as a Christian. We see more of our own faults. We see more places where we need to make changes in our own lives. And that place of refuge is where you go and, and you study those things and you, you work through those things. What do you think of whenever you think of a place of refuge? I think of a Scottish castle on a hill with Mel Gibson standing in front of the door, his face half painted in blue, wielding a four-foot-long sword. But that's just, that's just me. That's just what comes to mind. Dictionary defines the, a place of refuge as a shelter or protection from danger or distress. You know, throughout this whole series of lessons, it looks at how we need to fight as a Christian and the steps that we need to take. And the whole purpose of this is that at the end, to hear those words that we all want to hear from our Heavenly Father, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter in into this kingdom that I have prepared for you. Eternity in heaven, that is our goal. So we're going to look at the refuge this evening for a short, short time. Psalm 62, verses number 6 through 8 says, He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength, and my refuge is in God. Trust in Him at all times. Ye people, pour out your hearts before him. God is a refuge for us. If we're putting everything into God, probably on the right track. But when you take any part of that, if you take out the salvation, if you take out the rock, if you take out the strength, you take out any of that and start relying on something else, You're going to stumble and you're going to fall. So three points, three things that we're going to look at in that refuge, where we go for safety. And the first thing is the Word of God. 2 Timothy 2.15, 
It says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and vain babblings, if they will increase unto, unto more ungodliness. Their word will eat as doth a canker. First uh, Corinthians, I believe it's in chapter 15, says evil communication corrupt good manners. I believe you go throughout your day and you're surrounded by people that maybe not have your best interest in mind. They talk to you about things. They gossip. I I spent yesterday listening to a person that just a filthy, filthy mouth, and it just raked on a nerve. In the you know you know when you eat something real sour, and you're you can feel it in your tongue. That's about what his language was doing to me. I mean, it was his his fingernails on a chalkboard. I just I don't want to hear it. But that's life. That's some of the things that we have to put up with. And to combat that, to I mean, it, it just, it, it, it rakes on you. Evil communication really does corrupt good manners. I served in the military. I, I can vouch for it. It really does. You're surrounded by people that have evil communication, that gossip and talk bad about others, that have filthy mouths. It, it wears on you. It wears on your soul. It drags you down. It pulls you further and further from God. It truly does. So study. Stay in God's word. Combat that. You know, for, for all, you know, evil in, more than likely evil out. Isn't that the saying? So put more good in than what evil is coming in, and good comes out. Second Timothy two nineteen says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of a wood and earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared every, and prepared unto every good work. Are you meat? Are you meat that that God can use? The whole point of studying is that we can be a vessel, we can be pure unto our heavenly Father, and we can be a vessel that can be used for the good of His kingdom, to train and to teach others. And it all starts with studying. You cannot do that unless you study God's word. We take this into thinking about military aspect and and, and to combat. How effective are you on the battlefield if you don't train? Same thing with sports. How good of a player are you if you never do train? Do you train during the game? No, by the time that happens, it's too late. You have to be trained before you ever go out and compete. A soldier must train before he ever goes to combat for him to be effective. And the same thing with, 
with us as Christians. In order for us to be effective into the world, we must train. We must train in a place of comfort, in a place of safety, in the refuge. And that brings us to our next point, to train. Proverbs 22, verse number 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. What age? Some of y'all have older children than what I have. What, at what age do you quit training them? I mean, my sons will always be my children. I will always see them as yay tall because dad's bigger and he tells you what to do. That's just the way I see them. But at what age do you quit training your children? Whenever they get old, whenever they quit listening to you, maybe. Hopefully whenever they become smarter than you are. Not whenever they think they are, but whenever they actually become smarter than you are. Train them. Train your children. Pass this on from generation to generation. And the next generation, the next. You keep training the next generation. And hopefully, hopefully, whenever they are creeping up on 40 years old, they'll be smarter than what I am whenever I'm at 40. Train up a child. Proverbs 1, verse number 1 through 7 says, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtly to the simple, to the young men, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning. And a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel to understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. For the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Seek to grow, seek to understand, and help others to understand. Babes in Christ. Need milk. And you've been chewing on meat for the past how many years? Eventually, that babe is going to need to be fed something a little bit more solid than milk. Isn't that right, Chance? You know, at some point, you're going to have to cut up that steak and you're going to have to start feeding them little pieces of steak. And the next thing you know, they grow and they desire that. They want more beef, they want more meat in their diet. They're going to grab that thing off the dinner plate and start gnawing on it because they desire it. They want that. They want that meat. Somebody has to feed them. Somebody has to be the first person to give them that taste of meat and be like, "Mm, Dad, that's good. That's real good. Are you studying God's word to where you are the meat, the meat that God can use? To feed others. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual psalms, singing grace in your hearts to the Lord. Teaching and admonishing one another. Grow. 
Be willing to listen to those that are wiser than you. Not necessarily those that are older, but those that are wiser. There's people in this building that can help a lot of others who do not understand. Next thing we're going to look at is prayer. Ephesians 6, 18, it says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all preservance and supplication for all saints. This, uh, This verse comes right after putting on the whole armor of God. Once you have on that whole armor, you need to be in prayer. As you go to your place of refuge, study God's word. Train yourself, discipline yourself to seek out the truth. I had a very nice long conversation with a person not too long ago about once you're saved, you're always saved. We have parable after parable of that not being the case. But they didn't know. They have never looked at the parable and said, oh yeah, you know, this, this, it can happen. You can be in bad soil and you cannot grow. You can be a house that's torn away by the storms. If you don't grow, if you don't go to that place of refuge and train yourself and discipline yourself and grow as a Christian, you fall. God, God expects more of you. He expects you to be able to combat the world and to be a vessel that he can use. If you're not growing as a Christian, what are you doing? Are you getting any stronger? Are you any use to him? Take you to another parable of the tree that did not bear fruit. What did God do with it? He chopped it down he threw it in the fire because it was taking up space it was useless same as for you as as us as Christians if we do not grow if we do not become that meat if we do not get better what good are we to the kingdom in the end I have fought the good fight I have finished my course I have kept the faith Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me in that day. It's worth the fight. It's worth the fight. You might not have to fight very long. You might have to fight until you're 90. But it's just a vapor. Fight the good fight. The lesson is yours this evening. I hope there's something I said that's been beneficial to you in your Christian walk. I encourage you to stay in God's word and grow as a Christian. Help others grow as Christians. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. 
If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.